Okay. Well, good evening. I hope you all had an easy fast. Very, very disappointing that we had to fast. I was all ready to put on my dancing shoes in your shalim, but Avishir, uh, uh, for some reason, is still schlepping this out a bit too long. Today's Tanya. We are concluding the parak. In the conclusion of the parak, we speak of the exception to the rule, meaning the Rebbe established over the last two days of Chitas the rule. Items that receive their highest from Klipas Noiga, if you inappropriately use them, they can be elevated basically by a regular chufa. You took something completely kosher, like a chocolate bar, and you ate it for taiva, you could bring it up. It's not innately tied. It's mutter, and therefore your chufa will elevate it, as well as bringing you forgiveness, atonement. But if something is clipus tameas, if something is forbidden, then your basic chuva removes your responsibility for the act. But you can't untie the act itself. It's usur, it's bound up to clipus tameas, it's stuck forever until Hashem will remove it by Mashiach, or through a much stronger chuva we discussed yesterday, chuva me'ahava, chuva la'a. Today we think of one exception. The exception is zerulavatawa. If a man has an emission of zera, not going anywhere. And for some spiritual reason, this is obviously a huge challenge for men, um, though not necessarily, well, what's it, our issue? But obviously there's spiritual concepts here that we need to know, and that obviously we need to understand the significance. So in Zara Levatala, as the exception to the rule, a regular chufa plus the Rebbe calls it Kavana Atsuma by Kriyashma Shal Hamita, which is explained as not requiring actually so much. Perish Hamilus, a regular tshuva, plus when you say Kriyashma by night, really being focused and thinking what all of those words mean, is the double-edged sword that will elevate the vitality, the chayus, in the Zerlevatala, even though it really descended into Klipas Timaeus, and really L'cha'ayra became tied into Klipas Timaeus, because this is an Avera, it's not an indulgence in the permissible. It's forbidden. But you can not only remove your guilt, your evil, it's not only disassociated from you, the Zara itself will go back to Klipas Noiga. The Zara started off as Klipas Noiga. The Avera brought it down to Klipas Timaeus, tied to Klipas Timaeus. It's an Avera. But, exception, regular chuva plus focus when you say Kriyashma at night, elevates it back to Klipas Noiga. Then the Rebbe compares this to regular forbidden relationships. I mean, that's a strange term to use, but I mean, any forbidden relationship, because this is in the family of relationships, but it's not a relationship per se, but it's a waste of the Zera, which in Hasidus is explained at length, of course, and many other sources as well, how horrible it is to waste Zera and how it's compared to murder, adultery, and idolatry. Obviously, every Avera is idolatry. It's adultery being in that broad family. And it's murder because this Zera could have potentially been a child. And it's now just wasted. So it's definitely considered a very severe Avera. And it's not saying this isn't meant in any way to lessen the problem of the act. But it just has a spiritual tickling, and the Rebbe explains that's why 
actually we don't see it explicitly mentioned in Torah. The sin is alluded to. It's alluded to by the two sons of Yehuda, Aaron Oina, and that was their sin, each one for a different reason in their marriage to Tamar, Aaron because he didn't want her to become pregnant and destroy her beauty, Oina because he didn't want to produce a child that wouldn't be his but would be his dead brother's. So they both were guilty of their Levatala, and they both died. That's the reference in Tyra to their Levatala, but it's not explicitly written. And the Rebbe says it's not explicitly written, even though it's Nevera. And even though, from a quantitative perspective, since it's, it's so easy for a man to do something like this, it could create a tremendous quantity of klipa, but because there is this tikkun, this rectification, therefore it's not listed in Tyra, as versus all other forbidden relationships, uh, adultery, incest, and all of those listings, which are written in the Tyra, even though we assume quantitatively it's going to happen much less often, and therefore much less evil will be produced, but qualitatively, if a person would be over, would transgress, be a sasuros, the quality of that evil is very intense. It's actually in the Hago, and the side note, it explains that it's almost like in a double wrapping of evil. Not almost, it is. Just as physically the Zara is being encased within a female, so too there's like an extra layer of klipa, a feminine klipa that absorbs and traps the godly energy in this Zara of Biasasuros. And that's why it's really, really hard to release it. Like all Averis, it can't go up with regular tshuva. It needs Mashiach, or the person, as we discussed yesterday, doing a sincere tshuva me'ahava, really feeling, oh my gosh, I've come so, so far from Hashem. Where am I holding? What's going on with me? The very fact makes me want to come so much closer to Hashem. Anytime I think about what I did, I want to come even more close to Hashem. And that's tshuva me'ahava, and that can... Generally speaking, take this chayas. Again, let's think of the saga of this zera. It started off as klipas neiga. Then, unfortunately, it was used for a forbidden relationship, adulterous, incestuous. It went down to mamish klipas tamayas tied to the evil. The person did a regular tshuva. Nothing happened. It's still stuck in klipas tamayas. The person is forgiven, but the chayas is still stuck in klipas tamayas. Then the person did tshuva me'ahava. The chayas of that zera now elevates, ascends, not back to Klippas Naika. It goes all the way up to Kedusha. That chayas is now part of a mitzvah, tzafsa, the bond between this yid and Hashem through the distance of this act, through the pain over this act, compelling him to come so much closer to Hashem than ever before. And that is basically the Tanya of today. Any questions? Star six to unmute yourself. Okay. Well, again, I hope everyone had an easy fast. And Amir Shem, next time we should not have to fast. We should definitely, definitely be dancing in your slime instead.